0: As I was talking with people in the uh, community center where our overflow mass is, uh, and actually I don't like to call it overflow; I like to call it the quiet mass. Uh, it doesn't have you know it's, it's packed, but it you know it just it's just more gentle and quiet. <laughs> Sing all Christmas hymns. But anyway, as I was walking through, someone said, "Father, what do I have to do to get a seat in the main church?" And I said, join the handbell choir. (laughs) We all have our Christmas memories. And one of the strongest in my life, and I was all of five years old, but I remember. My mother is astonished. And she said, you can't remember that. And so I give her all the details, tell her the whole thing, and she's just absolutely astonished. I remember stories when I was four and five. Can't remember what I ate for breakfast, but I sure can remember those stories. But, but one of my favorite memories is we were having dinner, a uh, night or two, it wasn't Christmas Eve, it was a night or two before that, and the doorbell rang, and my father looked at me and said, go answer the door. Now, that was rare. My father always got up to answer the door. You know, in those days in Chattanooga, every family ate at 6 o'clock. If somebody rang your doorbell right after 6, it was usually bad news. Uh, But anyway, my father told me to go open the door. And I was kind of astonished, because that's what my father did. So I ran to the door, and I pulled it open, and I nearly fell out. Right there on the other side of the screen door was Santa Claus. I was absolutely astonished. And if you can believe this, I was speechless. <laughs> then my mother and my father, uh, sister next in age, one was still a baby uh, and the other one was just a toddler. So it wasn't ringing any bells for them to see Santa step in and be in our living room. I, it, I didn't catch on, it had to have been planned because my father had his camera. But anyway, I got to sit on Santa's lap one more time, got to talk to him and ask for what I wanted, uh, you know, and then he said he had to get back to the North Pole and after a couple pictures, you know, off he went. We still have that picture, so at least I can prove it happened. And that was back in the day for some of us who remember, you got those little square black and white pictures with the border and it has the date and the year, you know, in the border, so... Anyway, I got proof. Every year after that, I waited for Santa to appear at the door again. You know, not in a way that I was ever really disappointed, but there was always that anticipation. Is he going to do it again? Is he going to do it again? Is Santa going to be at my door again? You know, I... It became such a strong sense of hope and anticipation. You know, at the rectory, i jump up if the doorbell rings. Maybe it's Santa again. <laughs> but in many ways, our celebrating this night, year after year after year, it serves that purpose of teaching us how to anticipate. You know, on the one hand, Advent teaches us that we're always waiting. You know, the little ones are waiting for Santa to show up this evening. Uh, Some of us are waiting for family members to come in from out of town. You know, we just got, you know, we, we learn a lot in the season of Advent how to wait. But Christmas itself is beyond just waiting. It teaches us about anticipation. You know, it's with the little ones you know, they anticipate Santa. You know, we watch it, we see it going on, and, you know, and it's, it's great fun for us adults because we sort of vicariously relive our own childhood Christmases through the little ones. You know, what do they get out of that? They get a taste of that anticipation. The anticipation that something good is coming. And this night, we remember that, that not only has something good come, but we're anticipating that to come again. You know, the Lord to come once more. And we need to remember the excitement of this night, the anticipation. You know, what's going to be under that tree when we start ripping into the presence? You know, what's, you know, the little ones, does Santa bring what I was hoping for? We get a little bit older to... You know, did mom and dad get me what I wanted? You know, and the, uh, you know, what are we going to get? I'm still looking for a new boat. (laughs) But that's part of what brings us joy. Is that we are continually anticipating. And that's a good thing. Sometimes we anticipate bad things happening. But this night teaches us we can anticipate good things. You know, like I said at the beginning, you know, it's the kind of evening where eventually you just want it all to slow down and come to a stop and just have it be silent for a little while. Um, You know, maybe Christmas music in the background or, you know, kind of whispering between mom and dad or, you know, texting, you know, with family. You know, I say texting because that's what I have to do tonight myself but to anticipate my sister helping my mother use uh, FaceTime. (laughs) Anticipate, you know, celebrating with them, anticipating getting to see my mother tomorrow, Christmas Day. Just remember this night. Remember all of the good things we have to look forward to. And trust me, they far outweigh the things we dread. There's goodness here. There's goodness in front of us. There's a promise of goodness forever. And tonight we want to appreciate that and remember that.